Okay, Mark and I, yeah, get those likes. Get those likes going. This is Markin Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Markin Out, y'all. Follow on Twitter. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Markin Out, y'all. Markin Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Markin Out, y'all. Spread it like this. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Markin Out, y'all. Markin Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to a brand new episode of Markin Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. This is episode number 397. If you're already tuning into this, then you probably already know that we're on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and Google Play. You probably also know that you can purchase merchandise at ProWrestlingTees.com slash MarkingOut. You're probably also in the knowing that we are on Facebook, Facebook.com slash MarkingOut, as well as YouTube, YouTube.com slash MarkingOut11. Want to follow us on Twitter, at MarkingOut. At Chris Sweendog, at Dave the Rave underscore MO, and at BTTG161. I'm your host, Brandon. Also joined here today by Dave. Chris can't join us, unfortunately, again this week. But, uh, Dave, how are you? I am doing pretty good. How about yourself? I'm doing awesome as always. Nice, nice. So, how was your week? It was. It was good. Yeah, what you do? I expected you to say baby after that. You're like, nice, nice, and didn't say baby. Well, my bad, baby. How was your week? It was good. (laughs) I I didn't do much. Uh Uh-huh. Seasons change, time passes by. Yeah, that's true, that's true. In two more weeks, we get another season. Mm, Yeah, that is true. I went to see Ozzy Osbourne. Oh, yeah, how's the Ozman doing? I mean, I guess good. Multi-billionaire. Yeah. <laughs> no. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it sucked. It was raining, but whatever. And it was outdoors, unless you were underneath, but I was I was the last row, so I wasn't. Uh, okay, okay. Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's for the most part, it's a good venue, uh, the PNC Bank Arts Center in uh, mm-hmm. Homedale, New Jersey. But it's like, it's almost like a not a I don't want to say a fairground, but there's a lot of grass, and because of the rain, there was a lot of mud. Oh, I saw people looking like they did tough mud. What do they call tough mudders? Yeah, tough mudder. It looked like people were doing tough mudders at the end of the concert. It was a little absurd. Well, that's kind of unnecessary. Yeah. Like, I, I mean, because, I mean, there were a lot of people sitting on the, the lawn. So, I mean, I saw at least two people, like, head to toe covered in mud. Separately. So, I don't know if they were actually rolling around in the mud. Or, or what. Because hmm. there were a lot of people not covered in mud. All right. Yeah. How'd you uh, sound? Uh, I think, you know, I don't know. I mean, it sounds like Ozzy Osbourne in 2018. Oh, so worth missing. I mean, it's still cool to see him. Yeah, I see him on TV here and there. That's cool, too. Eh, no, it's not. It's not the same yeah. at all. Totally fine with that. I'm there live in person. It's a different experience. 
Yeah, but you also don't understand what he's really saying. Well, I mean, I, if you know the lyrics to the songs, you do. Eh, that's because you're forcing it a bit, Which no? I, I don't know the lyrics to the song, so. <laughs> ah, so we're there But no, it, see, because I saw, okay, so I saw Black Sabbath on their last world tour. Mm. And Ozzy Osbourne didn't do, like, Ozzy Osbourne songs. Well, yeah. Um, And he also, he didn't do changes, which sucked, because I would have liked to have heard that. And he didn't do mm-hmm. changes this time either. That was like a, a song that they just played at the end that mm-hmm. him, him and Kelly did together. But uh, this time he did Crazy Train and uh, Mama, I'm Coming Home. So that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't get to hear those two last time. You and didn't it, hear it's what? Funny, I didn't get to hear those two last time. Oh. But uh, it, it's funny because I've never been to a concert where an artist gets through the full song mm-hmm. and then says, oh, I messed that up, which he blamed the lights. The lights were cool. They had, like, lasers and stuff. Mm-hmm. But he said, I messed it up because of the lights. And uh. what I'm going to do is redo it. So he then proceeded to redo the song in full. And I've Interesting. Never, I've never. The only other time that I've seen an artist do the same song twice, even though it's not the same song, technically, I've seen Neil Sedaka do uh, "Breaking Up Is Hard to Do" because he had a hit in the '60s as a fast song, and then it was the '70s or '80s as a slow song. Mm-hmm. So he did those two, and then Neil Diamond, uh, maybe 2000. Maybe 2012 released a new album where he slowed down I'm a Believer. Oh. And so he did that, and then he did it into the fast version. Interesting. But I've never seen an artist where they go, oh, I messed up. I'm going to redo the whole song. Huh. Because it's like, why didn't he, Why if he messed up and he knew he messed up, why didn't he do it, like, as soon as he messed up? Good question. Yeah. So did you crush happy hour? I did not. But we, uh, we had that's a uh, we had a new year. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Went to my we grandma's did. for that. Oh yeah? Yeah. Yeah, we had a few people over, not too much, but overall, it's a sweet new year. I, I didn't have uh I didn't have apples and honey. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah. Well we had some apples and honey and uh Yes, yeah, too I'm sweet. Like a, I'm not a big honey guy. It's like it's too sticky for me. I don't. Well, it's it's symbolic, I like, dude. I like, yeah, who has symbolism? Symbolism, symbolism. Yeah. Uh, so, anything else? No. Oh. How about yourself? Right. Well, my week was uh pretty good. You know, the usual casual stuff. Met up with uh, one of our friends, Dan, over at Left Coast Grill, and that was pretty cool. What is you know, Left had, Coast Grill? Uh, right by McDonald's, right across the street. Not where, what is? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> it's a, a, a bar slash restaurant, pub, I guess. Is this what you said the last time? What do you mean? Or, like the... No, 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 this was a different place. Oh, okay. Yeah, um... I guess one of our friends, two of our friends were working them as bartenders. I didn't really know it. 
Um, but it was nice, you know. I went there, got to relax a bit, had a Heifweizen beer. Heifenweizen? Is that the uh, famous Boston beer? <laughs> or no? Is that the beer that you drank in Boston? No. I don't know what beer I drank in I Boston. I swear you had that in Boston. There's, a few, there's, a, there's different types. Like, the, that's just a type of beer, like a Belgian wheat. Yeah, I could swear when we went to... I don't know, I, I, beer I place? Had, may have had a type of beer like that. Me, you, I usually me always, you, and Mike when we went. Yeah, whenever that's on the menu, I usually order that. Yeah, I think it was that. Yeah, I just love the taste of it. So I had one of those, and I it just, was cool. I don't, you know? I don't get the taste of beer. It's just yeah. no. That, this doesn't taste like beer to me. Well, what? What? Like, is it, what? How do you? How could you describe it? Um, a little bit more of a fruity flavor. Um, it's not. It's not your typical Budweiser or anything like that taste. I don't know. I so, feel like every beer I've ever had tastes like beer. No, no. Like, I like, like the. Uh, remember when we went to the the Sam Adams tour? They're like, oh, this is an exclusive. Only going to be around for just today. Yeah. And I was like, well, I mean, I might as well try it. Because <laughs> I might, even though I don't drink, but I tried it and it was like just tasted like beer. Yeah, you might as well. Um, yeah, so that was very nice, very cool. And then just work the rest of the week, you know, live in the dream, live in the dream. Are, are we not going to talk about any any uh, action figures or? Nah, you know, not too much happening. Not too much. I'm tempted to try to find that Zack Ryder action figure still somewhere. I'm also now tempted to buy a to find a Yokozuna Hasbro or an Owen Hart Hasbro or a Yokozuna Mattel. A Yoko uh, Mattel. That's probably yeah. a lot easier than. Yeah, I'm tempted. To, I, <laughs> I, I think I'd rather have the Hasbro though. For sentimental reasons or. No, just because, <laughs> uh, just because I think they're cool. You know, I always wanted the Yokozuna and the Owen Hart, and also I, I may have to at some point try to find a Mister Perfect. I always like those ones. I think which, my cool, the coolest one yo- I have. Wait, wait, hold on. What Yokozuna are you talking about here? Neither. I'm wondering if there were only two. There's one I see with a black, a black. Uh, I don't know what they're called. The bands, we'll say, and then the black, a uh, red band. I mean, and black tights, and yeah. then a white band with black tights. Yeah. The black one is being offered on eBay right now for four hundred dollars, where somebody nice. has it being sold. And the the white one is around two fifty, two sixty. In in uh, boxes or? Yeah. All right, you, you can well, get both of them for three seventy five. Someone's selling it. All right, so I may have to just try to get lucky at a flea market. Uh, that's a little ridiculous. That I, oh, I, why why are they so expensive? You can get the the Mattel one twenty five ninety nine. It's a it's a really good looking figure. You know, <laughs> it, it there, there's a forty dollar one as well. The different uh, Yoko, which which is also looks really good. Yeah, that's probably not going to happen. I'm just going to try to get lucky at a flea market and uh, see what I can find. Yeah, I don't know if that's going to happen. Yeah, me neither, because even if I get it, I don't know what I'm going to do with it. That's awesome. I typed in uh, Owen Hart, and 
and um, there's a Hasbro one signed for four for seven hundred and seventy five dollars is the starting bid. To mm-hmm. Dan, best wishes, your friend Owen Hart, King of Hearts. Wow, wow. So if you're a Dan and uh, you happen to hear this before the thing ends, yeah, you may want to check into this. Geez, these are so expensive. This one's seven hundred dollars. This one's two hundred dollars. Yeah, that's insane. Well, you know. I don't know how people collect figures like this. Yeah, some collections are just wild. I mean, yeah, I don't like, know if I could ever do it. I mean, yeah, it's pretty crazy. Yeah, like even like listening to Hawkins and Ryder's podcast, it's like I I don't I don't know how they do it. Obviously, they have a lot of money. Yeah. But, I mean, even they still sometimes say that they can't justify a purchase mm-hmm. for the price. But it's like seeing all their, like, retweets and stuff of people like, oh, I'm getting back into figure collecting and stuff. I don't know how people are spending the money that they're spending. Yeah. It's like, it's crazy. It makes you wonder. Here's a, Makes you wonder. Here's Zack Ryder, the Series 9 one that you want. Uh, starting bid is $20 plus $8.75 for shipping. That's not bad. Yeah. That's not bad at all. $34.99 you know plus $8.40 shipping. $29.99 plus... Uh, although that looks like somebody took it out of the box. What's the best uh, figure that you got? Uh, the best one ever? Yeah. Uh, doesn't matter if it's uh, open or closed. I have not one. I don't know. I can't really. I can't answer that. That's a hard one to put me on the spot for. What's the top two? No, that's literally. I couldn't. I could not answer all right. that. I'd have to go through all my figures and like see because I have a lot of cool signed ones that I like. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. Like I have a signed. Uh, Cactus Jack figure. That's cool. Uh huh. Um, I don't know. I feel. I think my favorite figure is. You would never guess it. Um, let's see. Yeah, I know. I know like one of my all-time favorite figures was the Bone Crunching Action Draws figure. Okay. And. Uh, I, Why draws? I, I know that you I have would, no idea. I don't know. You're a fan, of, just, yeah, you're then, a fan of draws and Prince Albert. And then one of the one of my other favorite bone crunching action figures was a test figure. Hmm. I think my two favorite figures was were probably uh, Scott Steiner, Hasbro, and probably Doink the Clown Hasbro. Probably two of my favorites. Scott Steiner was always a, a face. And I think he, I he think may have had a heel turn at some point. Another favorite of mine is a Titantron Live Chris Jericho figure that has the red barbed wire tights that Mattel actually just recently released. Mm-hmm. I was thinking about getting it, but I was like, eh, I don't, I don't, I mean, I don't collect figures anymore mm-hmm. out, outside of Ryder. And I'm thinking about getting that new Kalisto figure with the, uh, the, the one that the the WrestleMania mask from a few years ago that that's cool. S- the Savini made, Savini made, and yeah. then uh, and then obviously I want to get both Hawkins figures. Hmm. 
Yeah, I think those two Hasbro's are my favorites. I can't think of anything else that would really top it. I know the the most I've ever paid for like I don't want to say it's an action figure, but it's the Funko Pop was probably that Rider one. I don't remember how much I paid for it. It wasn't over. I think it was like two fifty or something like that. So two hundred fifty? Yeah, the one out of the the you paid you paid that? Yeah, I believe, I think it was two fifty. Unless it was one sixty five. I don't remember. I don't I don't remember the price at all. You're insane. Let's type in Zack Ryder one out of what was it two fifty? Jeez. Let's see. I don't know how. I actually have no idea what it was out of. <laughs> you spent two hundred fifty dollars on a figure. I, I'm gonna say. I, I don't know. I don't know how much I. <laughs> I don't know. Let me go to my eBay. Let's see if I can. Uh, if I can see how much it was. I definitely said this on the show before too. So nothing. Yeah, I, I nothing here had... is new. You're crazy. Oh, uh, why is it asking me for this? Remind me later. Ha! Ha ha! Let's see if I could purchase history. Uh, 2016? When was it? 2017. All right, well, that's all I, I made. Okay, so the order was 200. That's what it was, but I had a coupon, so I think it brought it down to, like, one 150. That's still wild, dude. Yeah, it's one out of 500. That's still wild, dude. I was actually, I, I tweeted this to Hawkins and Ryder's podcast. Um, years ago, Jax came out with a Roddy Piper figure, two Roddy Piper figures. One was one out of 25, I think. And the other was one out of like, let's say a thousand or something. And I wanted to get the the Roddy Piper one that was one out of 20 or 25. And I was going to, and it was, it's, let's see, one out of, oh, one out of 3,000. No, one out of 100, yeah. One out of 100, and then the other is one out of 3,000. I wanted to get the one that was one out of uh, 100, and it sold out as soon as it went on sale. And I think it was like, I want to say it was like, like maybe four hundred bucks, but now they sell for like over a thousand. That's crazy, dude. Yeah. All right. Well, enough about pro wrestling figures, and let's talk about some sports entertainment and kick off the podcast with some Monday Night Raw. Monday Night Nitro. Ooh, you all right? What do you mean? Sound like your throat started to give on you. No, well, I was trying to whisper it. Because my, oh. throat, my throat actually hurts right now. Interesting. Yeah, but Monday Night Raw kicked off with Braun Strowman, Dolph Ziggler, and Drew McIntyre, who uh, said that I guess they're going as the Dogs of War. Isn't that the tag team of Crimson and... Uh, oh, Crimson and someone else in TNA? Was it Magnus? No, I no. forgot his name. No. Um, Crimson. Dogs of War. Nothing comes up. Interesting. All right. So, 
I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and say no. No. Alright. It was veterans of war. Oh. And now he's in a tag team called War Kings. Yeah. Alright. So Strowman. So, so yeah, so they're they're the dogs of war. And uh they all had like they had heels surrounding the ring. I guess everybody that attacked the shield last week were were out there this week. And the shield came out through the crowd as as always and had axe handles in their hands, which I could I swear they've done that once before. And uh they basically beat up the 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 raw roster. Kind of makes that everybody else there look weak, but mm. So, they took everybody out and then left. Yeah. Not much else, uh... But, that's how it is. No, the first match of the evening took place. Nikki Bella defeated Ruby Riot, which I think was a much better match than what we saw last week in that tag match. Yeah, it was a good match. Uh, Liv tried to interfere. Brie Bella put a stop to it. Unfortunately. Why well, Unfortunately. Well, I'm always a fan of Liv getting uh, getting in the ring. Mm. So, and I thought that it would have been nice. But Brie put a stop to that. Yeah. So, I, I thought the match was good. And uh, it's so weird seeing them back. I don't know. I don't know why. I guess they got to build stuff for <laughs> for Australia and Evolution somehow. Hmm. All right. Up next after that was the Authors of Pain defeating Nathan Bradley and Ronnie Ace, which I thought was funny. I don't know if like if that guy actually wrestles as Ronnie Ace. <laughs> I just thought it was funny because it sounds like Johnny Ace. Ah. But I, I'm not sure where this is like leading because uh-huh. we've seen this squash match already. And I'm still not understanding Drake Maverick with them. Like, he can talk, which is a good thing, but I I just don't get it. Yeah, I agree with you. I'm totally left in the dark on this one. I don't understand the point of it. Like, why, and... why get rid of Paul Ellering only to give them another manager? Like, I, well, I don't see it doing much for them. I can't imagine that... Ellering wanted to be on tour. He tweeted himself saying, I love the road, or something like that. Eh, I don't know when, if I when believe somebody, him. Oh, you don't know if you believe him. I don't, buy it. I don't buy it. How could you not buy it? He's lying to you. Yeah, okay. It's a work. What do you think about Maverick matching outfits with the AOP? It's beautiful. Do you think, honestly though, you like it? Yeah, it doesn't matter with me. I don't know. To me, it looks like when uh, Roderick Strong joined them for War Games. Yeah. yeah. I just, I, I mean, it was fine there during War Games. But for, I don't know, for the managerial role, I just I, I just don't get it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm fine with it. I think that it's really... A way to separate him from that that other role, the general manager. Yeah, but yeah. it's like 
it i don't know it just it's so weird because he'll be a heel manager on raw but then he goes 205 live and he's like a clear like face i guess Mm-hmm. So. my guess all right next up you had a promo cut by good old trips which you know we were just talking about drake maverick having two different sides of him Triple H is somebody who has two different sides of him, where it's like the main roster, he's kind of heel, but down in NXT, he's a, like an uber face. But, yeah. Uh, this time, the, the promo, he was answering or responding to what happened last week with Undertaker and Shawn Michaels, and basically promised to defeat Undertaker. Down end. Yeah, that's going to be a match that I don't want to see. You know the event starts at 5 a.m. here? Maybe even like 4 with a kickoff show? That's going to be an event I definitely do not want to see live. Like, I, uh-uh. I would consider it, but I still don't know if I'm going to go to Comic-Con. Nah. Why, it's the same... Yeah. What is it? Sat- Sunday? No, it's Saturday. Saturday? I don't know. I just got off for that Sunday, so... All right. I may end up so going maybe, with you on uh, Sunday. Yeah, maybe I'll go Sunday. We can check out uh, Marvel panels. Yeah, Friday, Saturday, Friday, Sunday deal. Yeah, but uh, I, I guess, and then next week, probably Undertaker will be on Raw. Yeah. I, I, I don't, it. I still, I don't understand why this match is a match, but I guess in the, the end of everything, I'm not going to mind it. I I don't care for it, period. There's the, no back and forth for me. I just don't care. By the way, did you by any chance see the pictures that were getting posted from Ric Flair's wedding? Nah. Um, so Undertaker was there? Uh-huh. And he's like I, like, I don't know what he was wearing. Like, he wasn't wearing a suit. Mm-hmm. It was just like a, a, a dress shirt. It was weird. Like, I think it's a weird dress. This is going to be an edited picture. <laughs> but I'll send it to you with no explanation. <laughs> He's on the left. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's an interesting attire to wear to a, a wedding. Do you see this picture? Look at Dennis Rodman. Like, why is Dennis why? Rodman there? Right? Yeah. That is Dennis Rodman, right? That has to be. Looks like it. Maybe it's Carl Malone? No, that's definitely not Carl Malone. I don't know who else. It's funny because uh, in the basketball it, with wrestling. In the, in the entrance video that Ric Flair, I think he might have posted it, it's him walking down to that god awful rap song. And uh, he goes to fist bump who I assume would be Dennis Rodman. But, like, Rodman must, like, no-sell it. You're, like, seeing it from the angle of Rodman, almost. And Flair just, like, goes for the fist bump and then realizes that he's not moving for a fist bump, so he, like, points at him and backs up. (laughs) Hmm. Yeah, I thought it was funny. I haven't seen it. Up next, though, Dolph Ziggler and Drew McIntyre defeated the B-Team. This was for the WWE Raw Tag Team Championships. Uh, which the uh, ultimately the dumbest thing from this is the fact that the Shield will be getting tag team title shots at Hell in a Cell. 
because they attacked Dolph Ziggler and Drew McIntyre, which is exactly what Dolph Ziggler and Drew McIntyre did to get a shot. They attacked and, the Revival. Yeah, and they are going to win. So it's like, is that how people get title shots now on Raw? Pretty much. The Shield is going to just uh, carry all the titles. Which, backstage, uh, Dean Ambrose and, and Seth Rollins were speaking with Baron Corbin. Uh, which, by the way, I forgot to say that after after that opening segment, Corbin sent the Shield away. Kicked them out of the arena. Bye-bye. So here they are backstage. Baron Corbin's like, what are you guys doing? I kicked the Shield out. And they're like, we're not the Shield. We're just Seth Rollins and Dean Ambrose. And they had a sheriff with them who they were going to have a file claim saying Baron Corbin filed a uh, or falsified a police report last week. And in order to not have any legal responses or whatever to that, he did everything they wanted. And that's why they got their title shot. Mm-hmm. And it's weird because the, the police officer's uh, name tag said Ambrose on it, and I don't think anybody like said that on Raw. Yeah. How about that, though? Like, is that uh, a pure coincidental thing, or are they going to say it? I don't even know why where they would say it. The pay-per-view's on Sunday. Kit pre-show? Yeah, I don't know. Nah, I'm not too sure. I can only think of a pre, uh, pre-show. Up next, Kevin Owens versus Tyler Breeze didn't happen. Because Kevin Owens attacked Tyler Breeze and announced that Baron Corbin begged him to come back. And through begging him, he was able to get a a clause that says he's allowed to do anything. I'm not a fan of that. Why not? He gets the clause that he could do anything? Mm. Yeah. I mean, no? I mean, he, uh, he then blamed Bobby Lashley for it. Because Bobby Lashley was the one that injured... Sami Zayn, which I forgot about, but at least that brings it full circle. Yeah. Whatever, I may have missed it, but what happened to him quitting? He just showed up the week after and attacked Bobby Lashley. And now, so we, that, and then that, that's when we find out that Baron Corbin begged Kevin Owens to come back after he quit. And then gave him, oh, you could do whatever you want. And that was it? Yeah, so at least there's a little bit more clarification on to that. Alright. I guess. Yeah. So, next up you had Bobby Roode and Chad Gable pick up the victory over the Ascension. I'm still hesitant about Roode and Gable. Dude, I, like I said last week, this is making Bobby Roode entertaining again for me. Mm-hmm. If they're not going to be uh, having him be a heel... At least have him doing something that I think is funny and fun. Mm-hmm. Chad Gable controlled this full match, which was awesome. Yeah. And uh, they picked up the victory. You don't think that we're going to end up having too many tag teams with Raw? I don't think so, because they're clearly not going to do anything with the tag team titles. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. 
I mean, they're not they're not doing anything with the the IC title. The what? The IC title. What is that even? Okay. Yeah. So Dude, he was doing a bit, folks. Ah, uh, a bit. Talking about bits, uh, Natalia and Ronda Rousey had a little bit and fought and defeated and beat Alexa Bliss and Mickey James, who was at ringside with uh, Alicia Fox. Did you think that Natty and Ronda Rousey hitting the heart attack was going to be the finale of the match like I did or no? Yep, I thought that was it. I thought that would, uh, like, how could that not end the match? Instead, it went to commercial. I didn't get it. Yeah. But I think Some... I think Rousey's very hit or miss. Like, a lot of the times I'm, like, left wondering if she's still training. And mm-hmm. if she is, then who is actually training her? I just, I yeah. don't know. And also, there were a lot of bad camera angles in this match. I remember, yeah. like, at one point, Natty was against the ropes and Alexa Bliss hit her with, like, a knee that, like, didn't even connect. Mm-hmm. And then Natty sold it like two seconds too late or whatever. Yeah, I mean that took me out of a match on May on Classic too. Yeah, the switching of the bad, camera views yeah. are just bad. Bad angles can do that to a match. It really can. I mean, we spoke about it. No, I don't think we did. I remember during an All In, we were mentioning it, and Chris brought up uh, something with the cameras. But Dude, it's got to be tough though. It's like when you're when you're um, one person in lead with four to maybe five or six views, like you have to watch all these different camera angles and say, cut to this, cut to this. Yeah. I, I, I get it that it's a lot going on, but when you're on WWE yeah, television producing, you, you gotta be up to that level. You have, you have everybody, everything writing on it. It's not like a baseball game or anything. Like, this is, you cut to the wrong angle at the wrong time and you miss something. Yeah. That could really take anybody out. It's not like baseball where you're just going to continue watching with a wrestling match. You cut to the wrong angle and you miss something and you can easily take a fan out of the match. Yeah, could take the wind out of you. Yeah. Up next, though, Elias was performing, only to be cut off by Mick Foley who announced that he's the guest referee for Braun Strowman versus Roman Reigns at Hell in a Cell. Now, did Cactus look a little bit sucked out to you? I don't think so. I sent you those photographs. Mm-hmm. He's been looking like this. I think it's I just know. because he doesn't have a full beard. You're not used to it. Maybe not, but his face looked it's, very it's thin. Because, it's because he doesn't have his full beard, and he's lo- he's lost a ton of weight. I hope he's okay. I mean, he lost a ton of weight. Yeah. Of course he's okay. He went yeah. from like what? Was like 340 or something or 350 to like some insane weight to whatever he is now? Huh. He lost a lot of weight. Nah. Uh yeah, but I thought it was a weird segment. It did, like to me it didn't make sense to announce that Mick Foley was I mean it could have made sense for Mick Foley to be the guest referee, but to announce it during this segment with someone who has nothing to do with that, I just, I didn't get it. Yeah, I'm lost in the dust on it. And and with Seth Rollins being in the, the tag title chase, I think it would be perfect for 
Elias to be the Intercontinental Champion. Like, he just released the, the EP or whatever a few weeks ago. Yeah. They could have ran with that completely. Like, oh, I'm an international superstar. I have this on iTunes. I have this, whatever. It's on Spotify. I'm an international superstar. I'm the intercontinental champion. But. Yeah, I, I think that they should definitely run with it. He's He has such a support and following from the fans. And it's it's just entertaining i feel like he could be so entertaining with that championship but uh you're probably right on the shield running house oh they're definitely gonna run house i mean Which, especially hey, with dude, the rumors of them wanting to do what they couldn't do because reigns got injured and then amber's got injured i think it's definitely gonna happen that way it really sucks too because it, like wwe.com literally just posted an article today how these four superstars revive the Intercontinental Championship. And it features uh, Roman Reigns, Miz, Rollins, and Ziggler. Mm-hmm. How they got it to back to the, to the main event. And now that Seth Rollins is involved in the, the tag title scene, it's really just gone... Felt falling off to the side. Yeah. It's not doing anything. Not. Just chilling. Just chilling. Not a fan. But I'm a fan of every segment every week that he's in. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, from that segment a few weeks ago with Trish Stratus to this one with Mick Foley, it seems like a lot of people want to be working with him too. Yeah. And I said it when Trish Stratus did it. There's really only two people left, and that's The Rock and Hulk Hogan. Yeah, that's true. What are your uh, What are your thoughts on Foley being the referee? Confusion, heavy confusion, not understanding it. Uh, yeah, very a lot of confusion, really. I, I don't understand what the point of him being the special guest referee outside of it being, what? The 20th anniversary? It is 20th, right? Mm-hmm. So the 20th anniversary of the Hell in a Cell uh, with Undertaker. So I could only think that they're doing that because of that. But other than that, what's the really good reason for him being involved in this? There isn't any. Yeah. It um, only makes me think that... Roman Reigns is going to pick up a victory even more. Yeah, but it's like... It, I, I don't know. Is Mick Foley going to end up fighting off the Shield? or? No, I don't think he's going to be in action at all. Because they made, they made, like, they made sure to say that the shield won't be able to get in uh, the Hell in a Cell, which we just know is just not true. Yeah, of course. I mean, you always hear the they're not getting in, there's no way to get in, and long behold, every recent Hell in a Cell match, they escape. Well, I wouldn't say every, but... Well, I, uh, mean, you, good. I mean, Shane did, yeah. But, but, but uh, Mick Foley was granted some uh, general managerial powers for old time's sake 
And he went ahead and made the match, that being Elias versus Finn Balor. Balor picked up the victory. Uh, it was a good match. I like the ending. I agree with you. I, I, reversal. Man, it was a good match. Uh, I'm still confused with the involvement of Foley. Why was he granted that? <laughs> like, it's it's just yeah. so random. Yeah. Like, it's just, it was unnecessary. Why couldn't Corbin do it? I mean, Foley already got his spotlight out there. No. Well, I think it was Stephanie that gave him the power. So it's like, oh, you come to help us, we'll we'll kinda we'll help you. If you want to see a match, we'll book it for you. You got some power. I don't know. Yeah. It it's wrestling, it's pro wrestling. <laughs> that it is. Uh this Monday Night Raw comes to a close. Braun Strowman was looking for Roman Reigns, so he went out to the ring to call him out, and Roman Reigns appeared on the announce table, commentary table, and uh they brawled. It was a brawl for all. Roman Reigns hit a Samoan drop through, I don't know the if table? you want to say the ramp or the stage oh, yeah. or something. Yeah, the stage. Yeah, stage Which works. I thought, I thought it was a good spot. Yeah, I thought it was a good spot. Kind of reminded me of a little bit of that Bam Bam Bigelow Taz, yeah. Taz spot. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was fun. The crowd loved it. And I thought it was a good spot. Uh, was it the best uh, go-home show to a pay-per-view that it could have been? I don't think so. I don't think that they've really been delivering enough on uh, go-home shows. SmackDown, though, was super weird for a go-home show. Agreed. I agree. So, um, with SmackDown. But, but yeah, yeah, it opened up with a uh, an 11-bell salute to everybody all the lives that were lost during 9-11 because smackdown was on 9-11 which it's crazy it's crazy that it's been 17 years already since that yeah and wwe was the first televised live televised event on national television uh following those events yeah although um i feel like mlb claims that yeah but that's not I don't think that's true. Because, well, I mean, it wasn't... Obviously, it wasn't broadcasted here. MLB was broadcasted here. Mm-hmm. SmackDown was huh. preempted for all that. For all the yeah. news coverage and stuff. Yeah, that's true. That's very true. Yeah. Um, overall, just a, a tough, like, always a very tough, sad day um, for anything. And I thought... SmackDown, WWE dealt with it, appro- handle it appropriately. Yeah. So, next up you had Jeff Hardy cutting a good old promo on Shinsuke Nakamura. And, and yeah. Uh, more so Randy Orton, though. Randy Orton. Which the match still doesn't make sense to me. No, not much with this does. But, yeah, Jeff Hardy then went on to take on and defeat Nakamura via disqualification. Uh, because uh, Randy Orton came out and attacked Jeff Hardy. Yeah. They did a bunch of like the reversal of the finisher stuff. And uh, it ended with Jeff Hardy hitting the twist of fate and the the swanton. I, I would have liked to have seen Jeff Hardy hit the RKO instead. Just to like do like mind game sort of things. That would be interesting. Um, Maybe that's how he'll, well, 
Yeah, that's maybe that's how I'll pick up the victory. I doubt that, but it's like even this match itself, I I didn't get why this took place. Like I thought he was past Nakamura, which by the way, I completely forgot Nakamura was a champion in WWE. Yeah, they I, used I him really well. I completely forgot he was U.S. champion. Yeah, they've because been really crushing it. When was the last time he was on TV? Oh. I feel like it's been weeks. Yeah, I feel like that too. Um, I, and when was the last time we actually had a good segment with with Nakamura? I mean, it's always been the... I, I'm just tired of it. A lot of the low blow stuff totally took me out of it. And mm. Jeff Hardy, I'm hoping that this is going to lead to something better. I seems like it's going to be leading to the end. Right? With Matt ending his career, basically, it seems. Him taking over, like, a, a road agent position. Is that official? I don't know. I mean, he worked as a road agent during SummerSlam weekend, and then uh, and he's been doing, like, a goodbye tour of sorts, it seems, on the, on the house show circuit, the live event circuit. Really? That's what it seems like. I don't know. What makes you say that? I, th- I think he's been posting, like, videos, like, goodbye videos, almost. Do we believe him? I don't know. I mean, this is someone who has uh, excelled with the mind playing, the mind games, and knowing how to be a puppet master. It's 2018. It's called trolling. Oh, oh, my apologies. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but I don't know if I trust it. I, I mean, I hope that it's not the end of a Hardy career. Of course. Since they were, like, really big reasons why I started getting into pro wrestling. So is that, like, why you still haven't given up your dream of becoming a pro wrestler? And that's why you still yeah. train with Rocky oh, Johnson? Yes. I have such dreams of becoming a pro wrestler. You see, he admits it. Oh, by the way, that reminds me that I don't know what triggered that. You said the Shield will be holding all the titles... Are they going to mm-hmm. recruit someone? Do you think they're going to recruit Ronda Rousey? Or is that too no. far-fetched to, to control every single title on Raw? No, I can't see Rousey. Okay. A gimmick is a gimmick. Who knows? Gimmick is a gimmick. Don't forget that. A gimmick is a gimmick. Up after the uh, Shinsuke Nakamura match and Jeff Hardy match, they aired a promo that was filmed... In the empty arena of AJ Styles cutting a promo on Samoa Joe. What happened last week? What do you mean? Well, we had another empty... Well, uh, yeah, that was Miz and Maurice. Exactly. Now this week we do it again? Uh, And I think this is too little too late. I, I don't think they built up this match properly. They spoke about, like, 20 years of friendship or whatever it was. Or AJ spoke about that, and I just, I don't know. I think it's too late. No, I agree with you. This is the go-home show. I don't think that was the strongest leading to the match. A match that I still think should be inside the Hell in a Cell. Yeah. They, They booked the wrong, completely wrong match to be a Hell in a Cell match. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they really did. And it's gonna, I've, I just hope that it's not gonna be 
uh, too tough to get through the pay-per-view. Look, it's Jeff Hardy and Randy Orton, two ring veterans. I'm sure they're going to put on a hell of a match. It's Jeff yeah, Hardy. No, it's, Jeff, I... it's Jeff's first Hell in a Cell match. I'm sure he's going all out. What I don't trust is that I, I feel like Nakamura is going to get involved. I feel like we're not going to get a decisive real victory. I don't know if I see that happening at all. What do you mean? I don't see Nakamura getting involved. Really? No, I definitely see him getting involved on him. So up next, Charlotte Flair was being interviewed, and she said something about um, about her being competitive and how it's unlike Becky Lynch. And it kind of seems like they're rewriting the history of SmackDown. Like, it was something like Flair was saying how, like, she, like, earns all of her opportunities, unlike Becky doesn't. Like, Becky doesn't earn her opportunities. Mm-hmm. And it's like, Becky went through practically the whole SmackDown locker room to get the title shot. Flair went through one person. Like, I don't know what, like... like It's stupid. There's no justification for any of it. But it's like the SmackDown writers watch the show once a month or something. Yeah, it's just stupid. It really doesn't make any sense. And it's... I don't understand it. Uh, Speaking of not understanding, uh, Charlotte went on to defeat Sonya Deville, uh, which I thought was not a good match at all. I thought it was very off. I don't know. Yeah. Who, I don't know who to like blame for this one, but it just felt very off. I, I, I didn't notice anything. Maybe we'd have to rewatch this one. Yeah, but I, it just—I I thought this was a, a really, really bad match. Yeah, I, so I, I was it. almost gonna say this was the worst match that I've seen in 2018, but I didn't want to tweet that. Yeah, Sonya is nice. I like Sonya Deville. I think she's great. I just thought this was not a good match. That happens hmm. sometimes. It does. Uh, but after the match, Charlotte Flair randomly posed for a picture with two kids. And out from the crowd, she gets attacked. A woman takes off her wig to reveal, and glasses, I should say. Yeah. To reveal it's Becky Lynch. I thought that this was cool. I thought it was cool, too, until I saw their footage of it. What do you mean? The, the, the children's footage of it. I like that, the children's uh, footage. I that was so stupid. What do you mean? Oh, can we get a picture? And then they they pose for a video. Well, I don't think they posed for a video. I think that the camera guy was just underneath them. The, no, that was the, the footage from their phone. Was that it? That wasn't real. I don't think that it was. You ever I hear think of a plant? Cam- Those kids don't exist. No, they do exist, dude. No, that was legit. Don't. No, they Did don't. you see the shock on her face? Yeah. She put her hand over no. her mouth, dude. Yeah, yes, very poorly. No. Very no, poorly. It was legit. She, she no, put her hand. no, she knew what was no, gonna she happen. Put, dude, she no. It was she the was video. Legit. It was literally the video. you thought the camera guy was underneath? Yeah, it was just getting right in there, getting no, that clip. There's no way you thought in that. the foot. There's no way you thought that. Dude, he was just getting the foot. No. And you could see it on live TV. I'm sure there was no camera guy there. No, there, there, was, there was a camera guy right there. 
There a hundred percent wasn't. I saw it, dude. Those no. kids are legit. They're big time Charlotte Flans, and they were sh- they were surprised. They're they're Charlotte Flans. Yeah, they were shocked. They were very shocked by it. I thought I just I hated that. I would have been shocked by it too. No, it, it didn't happen. It did. They put the hands on over the mouth. It's legit. <laughs> it's not a real attack. No, it w- it was close enough. It was like Jericho versus Rey Mysterio and stuff. Yeah, there's no there's no camera guy here underneath. They're in front. <laughs> the camera guy's in front. That's their footage. You, you just don't see him. I mean, you got to look a little bit more carefully. No, that's the footage from the cell phone. Okay, so maybe they confiscated it. They didn't confiscate it. It was their plants. For all you know. I think it was legit. I mean, what? You no, never took a I video of you with, a, with someone? No, I have not. And I don't think you're – I don't I've taken, believe you. I've taken, a, I've taken a video with people. And I'm like, <clears> I'll just screenshot I, it. I do not believe that you think that. I think that's the best way to go about it when you go into a wrestling event. Just turn it on video. And then this way you can just screenshot whatever picture you want. No. I, I don't you, believe you. you have a video for it. I do not believe you. I Fine. don't believe you at all. Don't. Fine, I thought but... like I thought the I thought the attack was great. Yeah, it, it was. Up uh, next, right. you had Samoa Joe reading. I a... like that it wasn't spoiled either. Oh, like uh, everyone saw it. Yeah, like everybody started like getting loud or anything right, when yeah. Becky was like in the crowd. She might have been out there the whole time. Yeah, I who knows? She may have been out there the entire time. But. But yeah, Samoa Joe was up next telling a bedtime story uh, of sorts, which I just thought was so dumb. It felt like a Halloween gimmick. It was so bad. It was so bad. This was not Halloween is right around the corner. This was the WWE Championship match, and that's your go-home show was an empty arena promo and a Halloween-style bedtime story. Like, look, if it was Halloween, like a Halloween Havoc of sorts, perfect, perfect promo. Not for a WWE title match, but... It would be perfection. Perfection. But this was just such an awful segment. I think that they dropped the ball when they didn't have Joe arrive at his house, when he said that he was going to show up for a barbecue. Yeah. Hey, I may show up for the barbecue. The next week, he should have shown up for the barbecue. Yeah. Up next was a number one contendership match for the WWE SmackDown Tag Team Championships. Rusev Day picking up the big victory over the bar uh, before the match popped big time because uh, New Day was on commentary. And Kofi Kingston said that Kramer Kingman was uh, reporting live backstage, and then they cut to backstage, and Kramer was there doing his uh, his bit. Yeah, he's a legend. This is Kramer Kingman. <laughs> Dude, it's so good. It's such a good character. I, I was I, I was very happy they brought that back. I wouldn't mind watching Up, Up, Down, Down with him. Yeah. I am playing Mortal Kombat. <laughs> <laughs> um. But yeah, like I said last week, the only team that should go on to face New Day at Hell in Cell is Rusev Day. Aiden English sacrificed himself for Rusev for a bro kick. To a bro kick, I should say. And I'm a fan of the sacrifice. Yeah. 
I liked uh, Lana's reaction to this, too. It was just like, like she spazzed out a little bit. Yeah. Um, which, um, what was I going to say? You oh, tell me. do you think we're going to get new tag team champions? Oh. Um, help me out here. Who are the current champs? New Day. Oh, yeah. Um, New Day, Rusev Day, New Day, Rusev Day. I'm not too sure. Up Why next, do? I kind of feel like that. Like now would be the time to to do it. Pull the trigger. I I agree with you that now would be the time to pull the trigger. Problem is, we know about how they do. Yeah, that's true. But then again, it gets Kofi Kingston, Biggie, and Xavier Woods. Um, further to becoming tag team greatness. Yeah, and they that then they could get another run as title as title holders. As they should, or maybe they just completely take Kofi Kingston out of that tag team championship picture and give him the damn championship. Yeah, give him the title. Give him the WWE championship. Give Kofi a push. Push, yeah, push. hashtag push Kofi. Hashtag Kofi Kingston for WWE champion. Hashtag I'm definitely not using any of these hashtags on Twitter. <laughs> At least I don't you think should. so. Uh, yeah, I probably won't. But uh, Asuka was up next. Uh, well, actually, Naomi was, I think, being interviewed first, right? Or was it Asuka? I don't remember. They had a segment backstage where... I think where... Naomi... So they no, were, they both Asuka. they both ended up getting interviewed, and I think you said it best, where Oscar is slowly turning into Tajiri. Yeah, I I was making a joke, but in my joke, I was also serious that she's kind of like that Tajiri esque, like she's being vibe. used for comedic purposes, right? At this point, yeah, like she's a comedic lunatic. Like she the the promo was her saying that she can't understand. The Iconics when they speak. Yeah. And, and yeah, so it's kind of... And then it made it into a, a, a little joke about how Naomi and her didn't understand what each other were saying. Yeah, exactly. With the glow and the yeah, go. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like... It's a good segment. It's just... Borderline it's... stupid. <laughs> I mean, I thought I thought some of it sounded stupid. Did, I mean, did you think it was a good segment? I, I tweeted out what, as in like W U T, as in that was a what the hell did I just watch? Yeah, segment. I know. I I thought that that was an awful segment. I, I don't it know. I thought confusing. it was funny. I thought it was funny though. I thought it was funny, but it was just definitely confused, uh, confusing, and I wasn't a big fan of it. But I did laugh at the aspect of it. Yeah, that's definitely Tajiri. Yeah. Yeah. Up next, we had Andrade Cien Almas defeat our truth. Uh, very enjoyable to watch this. I'm happy that that our truth is being used. I agree with you. I'm also happy in this segment that uh, Zelina Vega was able to perform on 9/11. Yeah. She uh, she got to honor her father, who actually passed away in the tower. Nah. In the World Trade Center. He was the the plane hit under him. There was no way for him to get out. Nah. 
I, I know she speaks about it very uh, frequently at times on Twitter and stuff. I to... remember, yeah, when she was in uh, TNA, they aired, I think it was on like ABC7 or something. They had like a, an interview with uh, the children of uh, people who were uh, killed in 9-11. Yeah, she was included in that. Yeah, she was in it. And it's like, it's, uh, damn, the story. It's just like. I know, it's awful. Yeah. It really is. But so, And it uh, was nice because her father was a, a huge WWE fan. So it's like, he, he, he obviously and he never got to see her become a, a pro wrestler. Mm-hmm. And she did get, I think she wrestled in uh, TNA on 9-11 once. But like. This is WWE. This is what they grew up yeah, watching this is, together. This is what they they, they watched WWE yeah. together. Yeah, I, I definitely think like back to the match though. I was a huge fan of this match, dude. Our truth should be a champion too. I want him to be, and then Andrade Cien and Almas, I could see him being WWE champion. There's so many people that I could just see like different. Like I don't know how they get to to point B as in the championship, but. There are so many people that I could just see being them, being the champion. So, I don't know. I, don't I know would be, next. I would be fine with it. I mean, and that's cre- I feel like that's just crazy because I go back and forth, back and forth with him. But dude, our truth been, is so good, and he's people been really, don't realize it. Yeah, no, he's been great. Uh, every time that he's on TV, he's been just crushing it from his. Uh, whether it's his matches to his backstage segments, it's been perfect. Yeah. It really has been. Uh, oh, but this match overall was just so much fun to watch. Him and... Uh, Carmella? No, or, no, no. Oh, Cien Almas. go back and forth. I was just a big fan of it. I, I do like the inclusion of like mixed tag teams now. Yeah, me too. So. I agree. And uh, speaking of mixed tag teams, the main event, we saw Brie Bella defeating Maurice via disqualification, which I have to say, it's super weird seeing Brie um, on both shows. I I mean, we had that last week too, though. No, yeah, and it's weird. Like, on, on Raw, she represents, like, red. She matches Nikki, and then SmackDown, she's in blue, matching with Daniel Bryan. Yeah, it's, I know. it's like two different characters almost. I don't know what to believe. You don't know what to believe with what? I don't know. Maybe they have a third twin that we just don't know of. Mm-hmm. You know? You never thought about that? That's a triplet. Yeah, that's a bam roasted. It is. <laughs> but uh, but at one point, Brie Bella had the yes lock in, and Miz pulled her out of the ring. I like that. Caused the DQ, yeah. I like that a lot. Uh, and then uh, Bree eventually got to knock Miz in the face, and Daniel Bryan clotheslined him over the top rope, which is a very, very, very hot ending to SmackDown. I thought for sure that Daniel Bryan was going to hit Bree. What? At the when uh, the Miz was getting up, stumbling in the middle of the ring. Oh, by mistake. And you saw, yeah, you saw Daniel Bryan getting ready, like the cock his fist back and you saw Brie like standing behind him and she looked like she was ready to go for him too I definitely thought for sure Danny Bryan was going to go 
hit him, and he was gonna Miz was gonna duck out of the ring, and he was gonna hit Bree by accident to kind of cause even more of a flare up between the all of them. That would have been interesting. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it was a good, a uh, really good ending. Just weird that it was this match as opposed to the WWE Championship. Yeah, I agree with you, but I'm I'm okay with it, too. I just think the WWE Championship go-home everything was very bad. And I've been saying this since Joe and AJ got into their feud. And you, that one week, you and Chris were like, no, you're wrong. You're so wrong. They have so much set up for storyline. And I'm like, no, they don't. And they continue to not. Well, that, I was, I was opposite that. I was a fa- I was my whole thing was I was a fan of it because they didn't have uh, all that time to set anything up. As because we were coming off of like a pre preview before where you had so much time in between. Yeah, but they really needed th- this match specifically. Like Chris, Chris needed. was all Chris was all about the TNA background, and I was just more about the time wise. Even more so, but like even take out the time they set up Miz and Maurice versus Daniel Bryan and Bree. In, yeah. in in the same amount, and it feels like we've gotten a, like a, a year's worth of storyline out of this. No, nah, well, actually, I, I mean, I yeah, agree. Miz and Daniel Bryan. <laughs> yeah, it really is like, yeah, how many years is that? So, mm-hmm. but then again, we have Samoa Joe and AJ Styles with so much of their storied history that they didn't include anything. Yeah, they waited I, too long. I I agree with you. I I think that they may have waited too long, and I don't think they've done enough. They waited too long to include history. It's like, oh, at SummerSlam, oh, hey, I I know you. I know you, AJ's wife. Yeah. Bob. All right. That's some sports entertainment, and we're actually going to continue with some sports entertainment talk, but right now we're going to take a break, and we'll be right back here on Marking Out. What's up, everybody? This is WWE superstar Dolph Ziggler, and you are listening to Marking Out. I don't know why. You should be looking me up on YouTube or buy my t-shirt. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to Marking Out, episode 397. Uh, we had the second airing of the first round of the May Young Classic this week. Oh, yeah, we did. Which I did. I really did. I just didn't feel like live tweeting it. But I watched it live. I felt like if I wa- if I didn't watch it live, I would just like never get around to it. I'm actually happy that I wasn't spoiled by anything too. Yeah, it's like I already remembered seeing. Uh, okay, so I was already spoiled with the the finale at like the Evolution card because when I went to check out who was wrestling on Evolution, yeah, that they, it's, they it's there. So... I don't I don't know if it's still there or not, but I've I've no, forgotten. I've forgotten at least one person that was in the the main but event. It's... It's so tough to avoid it. Like when I search results for May Young Classic, yeah, like it's very I, hard. Yeah, yeah, I have to type in specifically nine twelve two thousand eighteen and be very careful with what I'm clicking and viewing. Um, it, which but, it's like a, it, it's one of those things that suck that because it's not live, we're we we could very much so be potentially spoiled. Yeah, and so far. Uh, being spoiler free, it's been really nice because there's some victories and defeats that very surprising I, victories and, and stuff. Yeah, I mean, so this May on Classic episode kicked off with Diana Perazzo picking up the victory over Priscilla Kelly, which it sucks that both of them couldn't go on. I know. I, I love <laughs> Priscilla Kelly's gimmick and Diana Perazzo. 
I this is I, I've seen her wrestle before, but I thought she really she blew me away with her abilities. It's weird because it, like I feel weird. I feel weird because I feel so proud on behalf of her that she's in this competition. You should and, tweet and, her that. and that she's in WWE. I would never. You should. <laughs> but because like we followed her. On the like, we never saw her wrestle live or anything, but we followed her so closely on the indies, and yeah. and it was awesome because she had over a hundred matches that one year. Yeah, and By it's like time... it's so awesome to see like finally everything comes, you know? and she, now here she is in WWE. Yeah. By the time everybody listens to this, we'll have a tweet out there for her. No, I'm not tweeting that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but overall, I thought they they both really worked well together, and the crowd loved it. I was surprised yeah. by Pr- Priscilla Kelly's reaction by the crowd that they didn't pop as much. Or yeah, yeah, it seemed confusing at times. I'm like, wait, this is Florida. I don't know if they dulled out the crowd though, because she was kind of like a heel. Yeah, I don't know. But so yeah. Then the next match, uh, I honestly at this point have no idea how to pronounce it. I thought I knew how to say it. I thought it was Xerxes. I could swear when she says it herself, it's Xerxes. But uh, it seemed like every person that said her name at the Mayon Classic pronounced it differently. I'm gonna go with Zeusies. No, I, I really think I really think it's Xerxes. But even if it's Zeus's, it's like they were saying like Zeus say and stuff like and just completely like out there names like you hear her in the promo before the match and I could swear could she says Zeus's. But that's not even what they were saying. I mean, the thing is, it's not Z E R. Yeah, but that's how you pronounce like that's isn't that the that's a Greek name, isn't it? Zeus. It's Xerxes. No, Xerxes is a isn't that a Zeus is the god. Xerxes. Could be. But. Maybe not. I don't know. uh, She faced off against Ariel Monroe. Um, Huge reaction from the crowd. You had Cedric Alexander, her husband and child at ringside, supporting her. Good match. Which this was uh, uh, the surprising one. Yeah, I'm surprised that Monroe didn't pick up the victory. I like that entire aspect of the the haircut was awesome. And then I also like that entire, don't touch the hair, I'm going to pop you again. I'm going to pop you. Yeah, uh, you might have loved this match. I did not like this. I thought something was off here. I agree with you. I Something was definitely off. I was more of a fan of watching Monroe than Zeusy's. Um Something about Zeus's just seemed uh, I'm very. Gonna, I'm just gonna. I'm gonna just. I'm gonna keep saying Xerxes. Yeah, Xerxes. <laughs> I'm gonna just keep on pr- saying Zeus-ies. a different name every time. Zeus, like yeah. what? say but, Zer- but Xerxes, something was going on where it just looked forced at times. And yeah, Monroe looked really good though. Sometimes there's just that that clash of style that just doesn't work. Yeah, something was going. Something just wasn't connecting too well, but I still think that Monroe did a fantastic job. Um, and, and I like the fact that her her child was totally selling her loss, though. <laughs> yeah, total great sell, great sell. 
next match, you had Casey Cannizzaro uh, defeating Reina Gonzalez. Very, 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 very much so impressed with Casey here. I was impressed with both wrestlers. Oh yeah, and well, I wasn't. Reina I wasn't too, expecting yeah. uh, Casey to be as good as she was. A hundred percent. I was going in this with super low expectations because she's like completely new to the business. Yeah, like just oh, she won this competition. She was the first female to do this, so I totally get that she's hired now for publicity and and like, good talk and stuff. But then, then she started pulling out like like lucha moves and like doing yeah, springboards I, I, from like the sec from like the outside the ring to the second rope. Even the ascension into the ring. Of the ring post, I thought was really cool. I've oh, never seen that yeah. before. Yeah, absolutely. Like she Spider Man crawled that. Dude, she absolutely she blew me away. Right, and then I really like that one uh, head scissors that she did from the outside of the ring, where she did a head uh, handstand on the ropes. Yep. And yeah, then dude, that was twisted. like you. You'll. I don't know if anybody on the indie circuit has ever done that. <laughs> I have well, you never, know that there have, will be. I've literally never seen that before, and I pop big time. That was same. Like I cannot put Casey over enough. I, I agree thought that with was you. fantastic. Yeah, I thought she. I'm great. not taking anything away from Reina. And I, this last week, you said the whole David versus Goliath thing. This, yeah, this, this 100 percent was more so that. This played into factor too, and I know Gonzalez and uh, Ripley, I believe, are actually a tag team on the uh, oh. house shows. Okay. Yeah, I believe that they're attacked him on the house shows, so it was kind of I didn't it didn't occur to me, but they were in the same bracket together. Hmm. So like it, whoever won this fight would fight each other, so it could have been Ripley versus Gonzalez. And oh, I'm almost so positive. now it's Canizaro versus Ray Ripley. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, so she's got another. Yeah, we're oh, gonna have another. Awesome. Yeah, so we're gonna have another size difference in there. Which I, I have no doubt that Casey is going to uh, blow our minds again. But I kind of feel like Ripley is going to pick up the victory on this. Um, but Gonzalez did a fantastic job, especially with the height, the size advantage. And it played totally to to it. Yeah, and I think uh, it was a much better showing this year than last year. I agree with you. This year, I you can tell how much a, a year has made. And... I don't. I didn't remember her from last year. This year, I definitely am going to remember her. Well, I, I remembered her because, um, the the second generation story. What's the generation? Well, her father was a pro wrestler too. Oh, anybody? Know? I don't remember what his name was. Um, but it was still a really good match. I like some of the Gonzalez's like punches and stuff to. Uh, Casey too because it was just good. There was one where uh, Casey went to uh, to Irish Whip or whatever off the off the ropes and Raina hit her right in the back and the sell of Casey was awesome. It was uh, it's it's Ricky Ricky Gonzalez, Ricky Desperado Gonzalez. Huh. Yeah, and then la- last year's tournament she she wrestled uh, Nicole Savoy. Okay, gotcha. Who's doing amazing on the indie scene right now? Nicole Savoy is actually, I think, in Japan, wrestling for stardom. Hmm. Um, she's actually been doing that a lot recently. But in the main event, you had Mercedes Martinez picking up the victory over Ashley Rain. 
I have to say, Rain was much better. This might be the best match I've ever seen of hers. Yeah, I agree with you. I thought it was a really good match. And Martinez, it's weird when you think about it that you keep on forgetting how long Martinez has actually been around for. Yeah. I mean, because you heard on commentary, I believe Beth Phoenix meant, uh, who was it? Um, was it Beth Phoenix? Yeah, Beth. I think Beth Phoenix says that she wrestled her on the indie scene. Yeah, I mean, well, she made her debut in 2000. Yeah, I mean, Martinez is right up there with uh, Sarah Del Rey. It would be insane to see Sarah Del Rey come out of retirement. Yeah, it would be nice to see that, too. Like, I always thought that it would be cool if, like, maybe... That's what, like, she... I always I always liked that from the... When we went to that Chikara show. Yeah. How on the way out, everyone was, like, thanking us for coming. And yeah, was, that was She different. was just, like, right there, just thanking us for, for coming. Yeah, I like, thought thank that was... me, thank you. Yeah, that was definitely different. And we didn't get pictures. Yeah, well... We didn't get pictures. But I definitely thought that that was really cool. Um, I actually thought it would be cool if there was some female on the roster, maybe the Iconics, or I don't know, maybe if you bring in a wrestler that just, as a gimmick, just insults the the women of WWE, from the performance center all the way up to the trainees, to, to trainers, oh, to everyone in the female division is just awful and has nothing compared to what they have accomplished or done. And then that's where they say that they they could take on anybody in the women's division, no matter who steps forth. Have Stephanie McMahon come out and then say, "You want to take on anybody? How about our our uh, legendary trainer, Sarah Del Rey, something like that?" Yeah, I mean, like even if like it could be a one-time deal, just it would have to be against someone really of a name caliber coming into with this gimmick which it's hard to there's not really yeah it is it would be nice though but this match it was really good yeah uh josh matthews got a mention <laughs> yeah without actually being mentioned as josh matthews just being mentioned as josh yeah <laughs> uh, i i i thought that this was all good it was another another good fun May Young Classic event. I, I did not know who was going to win this. No, I'm with you. And that's making me want to watch it even more and more. Um, it's it's just fun. And it's you. we're getting to see a lot of these women that we've promoted for a very long time, yet we may not have seen all of what they've had. Yeah. And like Priscilla Kelly, we've never really seen her wrestle. Well, we've I mean, seen we've clips. seen. Ma- I mean, I've definitely yeah. watched a, a few matches of hers. Yeah, I mean, we've seen matches and stuff like that, but there's still so many matches that we haven't seen. Yeah, like we've probably seen a handful, but there's still so much out there that we haven't seen. So it's nice to be further exposed to uh, some of these uh, women, and it should be. It, I really expect a lot more to happen next week. It'll be fun. Yeah. So. We got a pay-per-view upcoming, Hell in a Cell, taking place at the AT&T Center in San Antonio, Texas. There you go. All right. San Antonio, Texas. What? I was trying to, no, I was trying to do a Shawn Michaels. Oh. oh. Yeah. Heartbreak hmm. Kid, Shawn Michaels. Gotcha. I yeah. got that. 
So I... they didn't announce any kickoff show matches. Uh, you gonna say two hundred five live kickoff? If not, I hate to say it, tag team. Probably. Well, uh, I'd go SmackDown tag team. It would have to be SmackDown. No way are they putting the Shield on. Yeah, unfortunately, if they don't add a two hundred five match, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with uh, that. Unless I just I don't see how it would be a two hundred five live match because. Buddy Murphy has that title shot in Australia, so I don't the know. The only other dip, the only I mean, the only other thing I can ma- see is maybe Elias gets into a match or put like Baron Corbin makes sets up a match the day of. Right. Um but all right, so let's talk about Jeff Hardy taking on Randy Orton in a Hell in a Cell, kicking off the pay-per-view with the Hell in a Cell. You know what? Um, I th- is this gonna be? I don't know if they have. I don't know if it's gonna be Drew uh, Gulak versus Cedric Alexander on on two hundred five live next week for the title, or if that's gonna be on the pay per view. Huh. I don't know. But for this match, Orton Hardy, I'm gonna go with Randy Orton. I think it's gonna be. Orton as well, which sucks. Yeah, I know. But I think that this is going to set up Orton for Nakamura as the payoff. I still don't see that. They're both really? heels. Yeah, they're both heels. It makes no sense. I think that they do have some business that's going on, though. I don't know. Uh, Alright, so let's go with the other non-championship match. Mixed match no. Yeah, I might as well let you. No, it's the mixed tag match. Uh, can you, like... It's not a mixed match challenge, so no. It's Daniel Bryan and Brie Bella, husband and wife, taking on Miz and Maurice, husband and wife. I'm going with... Hmm. Um, you know what? I'm going to say Miz and Maurice. <sighs> Why? I just think this feud can be drawn out longer. Mm-hmm. And I feel like if D. Brian Bree win, then it's like over. Uh huh. Yeah. Didn't Miz win the last match? Yeah, I believe so. But think, I mean, Daniel Bryan and Bree got the, the best of them on SmackDown. That's true. I'm going to go with Daniel Bryan Bree. Okay. For the SmackDown Tag Team Championships, we have New Day. New Day. Taking on Rusev Day. Rusev Day. I'm going to say Rusev Day. Rusev Day. I'm with you. That's for sure. Um, I think it's long overdue, and it'd be unfortunate. It's unfortunate, first off, that New Day would be having a short title reign. Yeah, that honestly would suck. But also, let's not rem- let's not forget it was also pretty much forced onto them because of an injury. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, that's true as well. Because Rowan got injured 
so they had to drop the titles to someone. Yeah. And they couldn't really drop it to Rusev Day because it wasn't really created yet. Well, it didn't have that – because they were still well, going through that breakup and everything. Yeah. So you had to put it on New Day because really who else are you going to put it on at the right, time? yeah. You put it on Sanity and you kind of already ruined that entire Bludgeon's, Bludgeon Brothers versus Sanity. And it, it, it's It would be so stupid to not give it to Rusev Day. I agree with you. All right. Uh, we got Ronda Rousey defending the uh, Raw Women's Championship against Alexa Bliss. I'm going to go with Rousey. Yeah, Ronda Rousey. I am very tempted to say uh, Bliss, though. The only reason I'm saying I would pick Bliss is because of them wanting Rousey versus Flair at some point. Yeah, but, that's still like honestly, that still could be like Rousey holds the title to Mania. That's and true. Flair wins still, the Royal Rumble, or I don't know if it would be bigger if Rousey wins the Rumble. And we still have a good amount of time because Rousey could always be the person that wins the Rumble as well. Yeah, that's true. Uh, the other uh, women's championship, the SmackDown Women's Championship, is on the line. Charlotte Flair, the champion, defending it against Becky Lynch. Um. It'd be a shame if it wasn't Lynch. But it's probably Flair. You're going Flair? Yeah. I'm going to go Lynch. It, it 100% would suck if it's not Lynch, but... It's just yeah. like the, the writers on SmackDown are writing their own story. They're, they're like... What's the gimmick for this match? It's nothing. They, did, they decided not to do anything? No, yeah. This match could have been a Hell in a Cell match. No, it had to be Jeff Hardy versus Randy Orton. Makes no sense, but whatever. I thought that they were going to give a gimmick to this. No. Uh-huh. The, the only gimmicks are Hell in a Cell matches, the two of them. Huh. All right, well, Raw Tag Team titles on the line. Ziggler, McIntyre, the Dow, taking on... The, the Dow? The Dow. D-O-W. Yeah, you can't just say the Dogs of War? No, the Dow. We're the dogs of war. We're the Dow. Yeah, it's unfortunate. It's it's unfortunate that I got to say shield. Yeah, I know. The Dow is not walking away with the championships on this. And I'm going to follow suit and say the shield. All right. Let's go into some AJ Styles defending his championship. WWE championship, that is, against Samoa Joe. There's not enough, like, here that I really care. It's, <laughs> it's like, sick. dude, if AJ Styles wins, it, like, pretty much solidifies him as one of the best SmackDown champions. And solidifies Joe as not being able to do anything. Yeah. Which pretty much has already happened in this, in this WWE career on the main roster. I'm going to go with Joe. You know, you got all this mind game stuff going on. What happens if he pulls out something just out there at the pay-per-view? Because then we could still continue this. Like for a the pinata next... of, of AJ's kid or something? Maybe. Maybe. I just don't know if I see Joe winning this. I'm going to say Maybe, I'm, maybe, I'm bring, say AJ maybe Claire Lynch comes out. Yeah, maybe. I'm gonna <laughs> say that, but that wasn't uh, – who was that with? AJ. No, AJ and was it Christopher Daniels? Oh, I think I think so. I'm I'm gonna say AJ Styles though. Oh, all right. I'm gonna go Joe. 
Hell in a Cell match for the WWE Universal Championship. Mick Foley, guest referee. Braun Strowman cashing in the Money in the Bank briefcase contract to uh, challenge the champion, Roman Reigns. Oh, that stinks. Uh, yeah. Uh, gotta say, Shield's getting involved and somehow Braun Strowman's losing. Yeah, I agree with you. It's hard to see Strowman lose this cashing in opportunity. It's, and I don't it know just how going to come in. Dude, it really just sucks because Braun Strowman did not need the Money in the Bank briefcase. Never no. needed it. He could have gotten to this another way. You know who could have used it? Kevin Owens? Yeah. Elias? Elias. Anyone? Finn? Finn Baller? Meh. I don't know. I, I still don't know where Foley's involved in this. Yeah, I don't I don't get it. I do not understand it. Maybe they just saw this card and were like, you know what, it's not good enough yet. I don't know. Maybe ticket sales weren't as good as they hoped. So they tossed Foley in there at the last second, hoping to boost it. Last know. minute boost. Dude, ulti- go ultimately, dude, with Roman Reigns, you're saying? Yeah, I'm going Reigns. Ultimately, it should have been Kofi Kingston winning the, the Money in the Bank. Yeah. And furthermore, when it was on the line at TLC, I mean at SummerSlam, it should have been Kevin Owens to take the, the briefcase. Yep. Ooh, he's not even booked. But he does what he wants, so let's see what happens. Lashley, Lashley's not booked. Nakamura's not booked. You don't have the United States Championship on the line. There's nothing Maybe there. Kevin Owens versus Lashley on the opener. I No. Bobby Lashley's not an opener. They're not putting him on a kickoff show. Yeah, that's true. So, we'll see what happens here. Yeah, we'll see what happens, but we do have... Wait, so you're going with who? Reigns. Okay. Comma Roman. Common Roman? Not common, comma. Yeah, you know, it happens to the best of us. Speaking of the best of us, you got yeah, any about me. shameless plugs? Shameless plugs. Now listen up. Here's a story about some shameless plugs. So, <laughs> first off, <Jeez. laughs> all right. So make sure you're, you're checking out Game Changer Wrestling at GC Wrestling underscore. They are running an event: Live Fast, Die Hard. September 21st in Asbury Park, New Jersey. It's going to be live on iPay-Per-View, Fight.TV. One of the matches is, well, all of the matches are awesome. One particularly that is sticking out, Teddy Hart taking on Jack Evans. When was the last time that we saw those two in action against each other? I think that's going to be a really cool match. You also got PCO taking on Jimmy Lloyd. Janela It's going to be there. Penelope Ford, and so many more. Nate Webb. Make sure that you go check out this event, especially because of Janela's match, too. It's going to be Joey Janela taking on Psychosis. Yeah, that's Psychosis. That's that's awesome. Yeah, so make sure that you go check them out. Go support them. 
Also going to give a shameless plug to Amber Nova. Go give her a follow at Amber Nova 73. She's actually competing right now to become the Maxim Cover Girl 2018 winner. Um, make sure you go check out MaximCoverGirl.com slash 2018 slash Amber dash Nova. Vote for her. And make sure that you get her up to numero uno and support her. Also, last shameless plug, going to go to Freebird by Leonard Skinner. That song is... <laughs> Dude, that's weird. Yeah, just an epic <laughs> song. And I was watching, uh, they had Leonard Skinnerd a live concert on TV on like, uh, not VH1, VH1, like, um, one of the other channels and maybe Vice, I don't know what it's called, but they had a, a recent concert from like last year or whatever of them in Florida. And once they performed Freebird, it was just <laughs> amazing. And hearing Ronnie Van Zant. It's just, it's, it always takes my breath away to hear that song. And, yeah. So, why, what do you think? No, I think it's time for shout-outs. Brandon, shout-outs. Robert De Niro. One of Bob Backlund. Me. So, uh, so you got a favorite candy? Ooh, favorite candy. Uh, that's not the best question to put me on the spot with you <laughs> <Is that a laughs> favorite wrestling figure <laughs> <laughs> i feel like there's so much candy to choose from obviously favorite candy i mean i can narrow yeah. mine down that's why you know what? I, I would probably go with the dove milk chocolate dove bar. milk chocolate bar yeah that's that's oh. right up there see now for me i'm giving the shout out to raisinettes Ooh, it's not, it's not my call, it's call. not my favorite one, but like aside from a Hershey's bar or like Hershey Kisses, I think Raisinets is like the close like third or second. I'd however, I'd you want to. I would rather have Raisinets over Kisses. I don't, I don't know. I mean, I like to have them like melt in your mouth until you get the raisin. You could yeah, also toss them in the freezer. I, I I don't do that. I do the melting in the mouth thing, but that. yeah, I, I really I do like Raisinets, and they're they're really good. No, that's. That's definitely true. Next up is why I had said that's weird to you about uh, Freebird. Uh-huh. Because I'm giving a shout-out to the fabulous Freebirds. <laughs> <laughs> as, as, well as, <laughs> yeah, as well as the Von Erichs. <laughs> um, unfortunately, they're, as of right now, some of the legends that were removed uh, from 2K18 into 2K19, unless like 2K comes out and says otherwise, we had our final roster reveal and it was very, very underwhelming. Lackluster. Because like I, I just don't, I don't, I just don't get, I don't get it. Like I don't get their removal of people. Like Mick Foley, none of his characters are in the game right now. NXT Champion Tommaso Ciampa. Not in the game. The Brian Kendrick, not in the game. Nikki Cross, JBL. I'm surprised on Nikki Cross not being in there. What about Champa? What about Kendrick? Yeah. JBL's been like a staple in this game almost. They they got to. Rob Van Dam was taken out. I guess it was a one shot for last year's game. 
But unless they say otherwise, I, I don't know. Like Mark Henry was also taken out, which I can only assume is so they could then put him back in for for DLC to make us pay for him for the Hall of Fame showcase or Hall of Fame DLC. Maybe. Which is so stupid. It's like you give us the current Mark Henry, and then for Hall of Fame DLC, you give us a classic Mark Henry. Give us with long hair, give us with a sexual chocolate gimmick or something. Yeah. So I, I, I'm hoping, I'm, I really, really, really hope that DLC is not underwhelming. Of of the new legends, the only ones that I think were new, I think were Brutus Beefcake and... Um, Brutus? I, I'm pretty sure Brutus Beefcake wasn't in last year. Uh-huh. And then uh, Ted DiBiase, someone who for a, a while now has been in as a manager only, mm-hmm. which is like the dumbest thing because he could have easily been a, a, a wrestler. Uh, so finally that he's he's back on the main roster. But just the – if re- like I'm happy that Rock and Roll Express were kept in. But to take out Freebirds and Von Erichs, man. Dude, I almost got every single thing I wanted from the I roster. Those are like your your yeah go to and dude, especially now with the Hardy Boys back in the game, I would do I do tons of uh, uh, six man tags with the Hardys and and PS Hayes. Mm-hmm. I was like, maybe I'm reading this list wrong, but I don't see I don't see Michael Hayes. I don't see Carrie and Kevin. I don't. That's just I don't get it. And then today they have the 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 they dropped the trailer. Oh. for the game and it's super weird man yeah i don't like trailer. i don't i i don't know like it starts off there's a zombie triple h so i don't know if there's gonna be like a zombie mode and then they show clips of the house of horrors match between orton and bray wyatt which people are still saying ultimate deletion which mm. they also show mad hardy in like a universe type of setting so maybe there is actually an ultimate deletion match of sorts in there, or maybe everything is just like a maybe like maybe there's a Bray Wyatt like story mode. There has something. to be. I mean, they they had so much graphics from these like cutscenes. It looks like like I cannot yeah, even with Bray Wyatt wearing a gas mask holding the the IC title at the end of the trailer. I don't. I can't see like these being like normal things. And certainly, like, are we going to have, like, a whole bunch of zombie versions of wrestlers in the game that, like, fills out the roster or something? I don't get it. They showed off big head mode, I would assume. Because they had a thing with Xavier Woods with a huge head as well as Sheamus. Nah. Is there is there a paintball mode? I don't know. They had AJ Styles in, in like, full uh. golden AJ Styles, which I, I think that might be, like... That that road to WrestleMania, like or whatever it's called, the the million dollar challenge thing, perhaps. Oh, interesting. Maybe like maybe that that's like get that attire if you win. Like you get through the whole roster or whatever, and then you get to get to. AJ or you had to, or you had to face him. Something like that, yeah. I mean, then there's a bunch of uh, uh, what was it? There was one like you mentioned with the big head. The last time I saw that mode was like on an old like NFL Blitz or NBA game. Yeah, I mean um, for me, I guess it's like James Bond 007 Gold. Yeah, 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 James Bond too. I mean, 
When was the last time we've seen something like that? Yeah, see, I, that's just like it's not a draw to me. Like I don't care about that at all. It, yeah, like, I would I, never use it. I'd use it maybe once, just to see how it is. But I honestly like the they have in this year's game. They had the whole. Uh, I think it was like two years ago. You could have like the bad VHS feature for Create Arena, uh-huh. which is like it's still in it. But like I used that like once maybe. For, yeah. for this year's game, they added the eight bit to, to kind of make it look like a classic like. WrestleMania arcade game or something. Yeah. I used it like once. You see? It's cool that they're in it, but it's completely unnecessary. Yeah. So it's like, I, I don't, I'd rather have more roster and, and other things. So I just, I, I really, I need them to, to announce more roster and clarify everything. You hear that? Because it just doesn't make sense that Champa isn't in the game. You hear that? You gotta do it. And Bobby Lashley's in the commercial for 2K, so I guess he's going to end up being DLC. Only makes sense. He wasn't announced for it, so. Yeah. But it's just, I, I really, I don't know. I, I hope, I, I hope that we're able to play the Ultimate Deletion stuff and, and uh, House of Horrors match outside of a story mode, if that's what it is. Mm-hmm. So... It's going to be interesting. I mean, I guess we're going to find out a lot more as we approach uh, the weeks of uh, October. Yeah. Uh, and then my last shout-out's going to Ozzy Osbourne. Ozzy! Yeah, it's, Ozzy. Like, it, it sucks It sucks that it rained the whole time and that it was freezing. Ozzy! But I, I still enjoyed it. It sucks also that he didn't have, like, a program or a poster. Ozzy Osbourne. Because I like... I like having... I like having... It's hard for me to do an Aussie impression without cursing. Oh, Aussie. Oz, Aussie, Aussie, Aussie. <laughs> no, 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 yeah, that would be heartbreaking to me. Also, dude, I would have been so pissed. They had uh, if I if I was sitting close. That was a good impression stage, right there. <laughs> if I was sitting close to the stage, Sharon, I, I was like out of the rain. If if I was under by the stage, Ozzy was spraying people with water hoses and and dumping buckets of water on people. I, I would have been like I would have been like. I'm gonna go ahead in there and edit in a curse, a uh, curse word thing. But I'm gonna, I would be like motherfucker. Bob Backlund. Like what the fuck? Bob Backlund. <laughs> like what? Like why? I would be so pissed. Right. Yeah. Definitely. But anyway, enough of that. Now it's time for. is right our marked out moment of the week uh i'll go first since mine yeah. I, I can't really say it's a marked out moment of the week i just thought it was really really funny uh and it involved wrestling and being a mark of sorts 
Uh, because at the Ozzy Osbourne concert, they were with uh, Stone Sour, the Corey Taylor from Slipknot's band. Uh uh-huh. And during their set, they had the inflatable Bailey buddy things pop up. <laughs> it's like, how metal is that? I don't think that's metal at all. I, <laughs> they were, I they were shooting they... like they were shooting confetti guns during the set too, which I thought was like, well, that's not metal. I thought for sure you were going to say that you marked out because he was on NXT. Oh, was he? Yeah, he had at that the, feud with well, that feud, well, that little the, thing with Baron at, Corbin at the Download Festival. Yeah, Download Fest. Yeah, no. no. I, I just I thought it was really funny, and, and they had like pyro behind it at one point too. I tweeted it, that that I tweeted to Bailey, said that could be you one day. <laughs> you could open for Ozzy. No, no, no. Yeah. Anymore. Not opening for Ozzy. <laughs> they could, she could have Pyro behind the yeah. Bailey buddies. I just thought that was really funny and like completely threw me off because it was supposed to be like, I don't know if it's like hardcore metal or I don't know how you would describe it. Yeah. Um, I marked out for the new the graphics for this new Spider-Man 2 video. Spider-Man 2. The Spider-Man video game. Dude, such a good game. Like the graphics look insane. I'm really happy, like, and you have, like, actual landmarks, like Radio City's there, Empire State Building, Madison Square and, Garden. And then they included a few things from the Marvel Universe, like, uh, the, where, um, Doctor Strange hangs out, yeah. the Avengers, everything. Yeah, it looks like a really good game. I was watching Xavier Woods play it the night it came out at midnight, and I was just sitting there thinking the whole time, damn it, I should have reserved and the only reason why I didn't was because I, I like I'm used to playing Spider-Man on Xbox, and when they when I first like saw them announce this, I was like, oh wow! Now that I have like the Xbox, I'm gonna get this for it. Yeah, well, how'd that work out for you? It's a Sony game, which means it's a PlayStation exclusive. Yeah, yeah, I'm seeing a lot of uh, Xboxers uh, not too happy. And then I. Uh, and then I was just like, after I, like, because I'm used to playing, like, I had Spider-Man 1 and 2 on Xbox. So I was, I thought for, like, I don't have that many games on Xbox. I'll, like, for the hell of it, for the for the nostalgia, I would get it for Xbox. And uh, then I, and I, when I found out it wasn't for Xbox, I was like, eh, maybe I really don't need the game. But I'm watching Woods play it, and I was like, damn. It was such, it looks so good. Yeah, it really, it really does. Um, that, that's, I, by I the actually... way, that's that's what's opening the show is Xavier was <laughs> saying uh, the thing about marking out because I was watching the live stream and, and there were people like there were there were like maybe twelve hundred people watching at one point, but there were only like nine hundred and thirty likes. So like going into streams, sometimes I'll be like, "There's like twelve hundred people watching and only nine hundred and thirty likes. Let's get those likes up." So he happened to read that, and he goes, yeah, let's get those likes up. If you're enjoying what you see, like the stream. And then the likes shot up. There you go. That's what it's all about. I got to actually watch that now. The clip? No, I got to watch him play that game. Yeah, he has. uh, I think he's got like four hours of gameplay in two two separate segments, maybe even more. Uh Uh-huh. I was watching him. uh, What does he get up to? Oh, I don't remember. I, I didn't watch the second video. I was just watching. Uh-huh. I watched like this, maybe the second hour of 
of one of them or like mm-hmm. 30 minutes or so. But uh, I was watching the the UFC stuff with him and uh with with Buddy Murphy. I forget mm. who I forget who he faced, but it's funny cuz he won the match the same way twice. With like the the guy going to block it with his leg and then breaking their leg. Mm-hmm. I thought it was funny. Huh. But yeah, man, what a stupid idiot that guy was to uh, propose to his girlfriend. Uh, via the movie theater in Spider-Man. And then she ended up leaving him a few weeks before. I don't know. What do you mean? It's all over the news. I don't know it. Yeah, it was all over the news. The guy proposed to his fiance or his girlfriend, I should say. And uh, it said, like, Maddie, will you marry me? And then it turned out that uh, she had left him for the for the brother or something. Oh, mm, where yeah. where was this? All over the internet. Everyone's Ooh. taking pictures in front of that famous marquee. It's no. even it's even the picture of the week. Oh, yeah, I'm not familiar with it. Yeah, but that is our show this week, episode 397 of Marking Out. Check it out. Past, present, future episodes, markingout.com, iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Google Play. Check us out on Facebook, facebook.com slash markingout. Follow us on Twitter at markingout, at BTTG161, at DaveTheRave underscore MO, at Chris Sweendog. YouTube, youtube.com slash markingout11. Go watch Cooking with Brandon, episodes 7 and 6 and 5 and 4 and 3 and 2 and 1. What else did I forget? Anything? ProWrestlingTees.com slash Markin' Out. Purchase some merch, some shirts, some tees. And that's that's about it. Yeah, I think that's it. So, we wish you. We wish you. The. The. Best, best of luck in your future endeavors.